0: And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: And welcome to today's show. It's our uh, annual stop at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. We're on the floor uh, inside the, the uh, Trading Convention Center. It's uh, it's fantastic, Casey. It's France. Uh, we're beside the Eiffel Tower. Do you remember the first time you saw the Eiffel Tower?
2: Yes, I do, it, Tony. It, it it's looked a long different time ago. It looked
1: different than this one, it I think. It does, but yeah.
2: this, this is pretty... Cool
1: too. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, folks. I mean, we, you know, we're here every year, but uh, the the vibe in the room is 167 wineries. There's, uh, th- I think, there's about 40 here from France. Uh, there's a big, big vibe, big energy in the room, and we're going to be talking to a lot of people today. But, but uh, French wine has always been that. It's always been that mysterious wine. Eh? People go here and there, but they always come back to Champagne. They always That's, come back to very Burgundy. True. They always come back to a little Sancerre, Loire. It has it has a pull on people that I think they don't imagine. And I think a lot of it has to do with Terroir. And we'll probably be hearing a lot of that from the French. Uh, well, the
2: French own it, don't they? Uh, terroir.
1: Well, they used to think they were the only ones who had <laughs> it, which was kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's their term. Uh, but it's a great term, as we know, it discuss- it covers off all things in the vineyard, the people and, and uh, some sort of a somewhere-ness or a sense of place. That's what it's all about. And that's the kind of wine you want to drink. Uh, so today on the show, uh, our first guest uh, uh, will be Jason James from Black Sage Vineyards. Uh, we're talking about, uh, uh, not our first guest, sorry, we're going to talk about Cabernet Franc. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Everybody knows about Cabernet Sauvignon, but you know Cabernet Franc's different. Santiago Sealy, now no one's heard him yet on the show. You've had a chance to uh, just see him briefly, but he's the CEO at uh, Phantom Creek Estates. Uh, I don't think anybody has any idea what they're going to see when they get into that winery.
2: I can't wait to ask him when the opening is.
1: yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I just, the artwork alone, uh, the whole thing with Mr. Bai, the owner, and all the consultants that they have. So we'll go through some of that. We're going to taste a couple of wines from there. Uh, and, of course, Santiago has a long relationship with uh, uh, Jackson Family Wines, with Jess Jackson, and with uh, Alejandro Bulgaroni, uh, his Napa project, a very wealthy Argentine oil and gas guy that we knew from an Uruguayan project that he made uh with the bodega Garzón, so the world is very convoluted the wine world
2: it is and he has been to so many different countries very yep. interesting guy. kids
1: his wife lives in berkeley with his kids and they're coming up to vancouver uh, at the end of the school year so it's, it's all interesting and uh, so he's going to be on the show sarah triggs is back from Colmana estate winery of course she's the daughter of don and elaine who have since uh, retired since the last time we interviewed them they've stepped back from the winery, and Sarah's still there. She's the director of marketing. She's going to preview the release of Hypothesis, their flagship wine. Uh, another, uh, how would we say, Bordeaux-style wine, I guess they say, or they use that term.
2: And this, these are wines that are 90-plus in ratings, so I can't wait to taste them.
1: Yeah, and then uh, our last guest, Mark Devere. I can't wait to catch up with Mark, uh, Master of Wine. Uh, has been coming to Vancouver since uh, well, since '97, I think, when he started at uh, Mondavi.
2: Same time we started, Tony.
1: Yeah, more or less on the radio. That's true. And uh, Mark, Mark is just so full of energy, and he's a real, he's a really true educator. Uh, so I, I'm very happy that he's going to be on the show today, and he's bringing along the uh, Cabernet Sauvignon Reserve from Tokalon vineyard so all that is coming up next mark Devere. we're we're uh, live from the floor of the vancouver national wine festival you're listening to the bc food and wine radio network for for the 42nd vancouver national wine festival i'm tony
0: gizmondi
2: i'm casey Wilson.
1: we'll be
0: right back there's more to come this is the bc food and wine radio network presented in part by wines of british columbia at save on foods the bc wine industry is all about people people
3: crafting products with passion. Save-On-Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save-On-Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com/wine.
4: It's Jesse here from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to join us this winter to experience the best that BC has to offer. Enjoy an educational seated wine flight and sample our flagship red wine, Nota Bene, while taking in the serene vineyard views. Or check out our online store for seasonal specials, new wine releases, and more. We're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit blackhillswinery.com. Blow away those winter blues and take a break at Tinhorn Creek. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 4 for a stress-relieving wine escape. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment, including regular shipments to top up your cellar, early access to new releases, and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series Early Bird Passes online now and get all four concerts for the price of three. And don't forget, the Mirador Restaurant reopens for the season March 1st with a delicious new spring menu. Visit Tinhorn.com.
0: And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Back to the show. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, of course, we're live now from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival, uh, year 2020, year 42. Uh, that music signals California. Our guest is Mark Devere. He's like Mr. California, all the way from Robert Mondavi Winery. How
5: are you, Mark? I'm excellent. How it, fantastic to be here!
1: Isn't it so great to sort of start the year in Vancouver?
5: It's my favorite event of the year, and it really <laughs> signals the beginning of spring. Yeah,
1: even though you've already been in eight countries, since I have the done start a lot of, of traveling already this year. Yeah. But.
5: I always look forward to this nice event. Nice to
1: come up here. Now you're in the shadow of, of the, of the uh,
5: Tower of Paris. I the know, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. yeah. Not and so Mark, bad. And,
2: Mark, you have been, well, Mondavi has got a great history at the wine festival. Well, I believe that, and Tony was there, the very first Me wine too. festival. You were there also.
5: Yes. Was only Robert Mondavi Winery. So Robert Mondavi Winery started the Vancouver Wine Festival. Yeah. And it's a connection and a, a heritage that we're very proud of. What's the...
2: Back then, plastic cups. So I'm told, out of. Yeah.
5: yeah, before my time, but yes, oh, component good. tasting, we called
1: it. But, uh, well, you were part of the culture there, the wine culture. There's a very strong wine culture, and I think that was... Robert's, I, I think when they asked Robert to come here, it was, yeah, I want to establish anything I can uh, to establish a wine culture in other places in the world.
5: So that's that's been a big part of what you do. Absolutely. And uh, continuing to spread Bob's vision and mission. Wine yeah. is part of the gracious way of life. Fine wine brings beauty to the table. Not yeah. only inspires our conversations, but it, it's a way to bring more elegance, more beauty and art for the palate. And he
1: I'm sure he inspired you like he hired you and almost from that first from first go around like how do you do it now do you do you do you think about what he did and
5: take it to the team or I definitely think about what Bob did and of course I I you've heard me say this before I started there thinking I'd be there for six months and that Mm -hmm. was April 1997 and I'm still there And one of the reasons I'm still there is that I fell in love with Bob's vision and he was such an inspiring leader course i have to say the other reason i'm still there is the wines wine are still
1: magical yeah uh well you've got a, a great wine today i think if i ask people guess what kind of wine you brought they might say cabernet sauvignon but uh, you brought a
5: reserve for us tell us a bit about this it looks like a new label new package everything it it is uh, this third year we've had this label it's so a fairly new label and the reserve to me is the epitome of bob's vision you know what When he founded the winery, people thought he was crazy to start a winery with the idea that Napa Valley would one one day be considered one of the world's great wine regions. Mm -hmm. And his vision of making Napa Valley wines in the company of the great wines of the world, we love all our wines, but I think it's the Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon that most completely showcases his vision
1: and and Tokelon vineyard which uh, is the basis of it
5: all which is just such a magical spot it is and so miss mandavi i guess had what we might call first mover advantage so he'd been in napa since 1937 so when he started his winery in 1966 he knew where the best site in napa mm-hmm. was and the Tokelon vineyard grows fantastic intense but bright fresh cabernet yeah. sauvignon and, and
2: would he be surprised by all the innovation and technology Today, Ms. he
0: loved he innovation. It, yeah. He
2: embraced it. He innovated innovation in the wine
5: industry in some yeah. ways. And, yes, and pioneered res- all sorts of research in the vineyards, research in the winery, and of course, one of the great things. And I think one of the reasons he's well respected is he shared all research because he wanted everybody in the wine industry yeah. and especially in Napa to yeah, to rise to, to profit from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the first guy. I
1: remember people were kind of laughing when he did those NASA that deal with NASA to take shots of the vineyard and
5: now uh, people
1: take them from their drones. Yeah. Uh, the same uh, different technology, but looking at the same sort of things. Absolutely, yeah. The the, the NASA high-level
5: uh, NDVA, we call it Normalized Differential Vegetation Index, but it, there it, was you a, go. it was the first way we had of getting a view of what was going on in the vineyard, how strongly yeah. the vines were growing.
1: And of course, Margaret uh, Mundavi was also a big part of uh, the growth there. She instilled the the art uh, the,
5: the the art de vivre maybe perhaps yes to, to art of the entertaining and Absolutely.
2: cooking she was an amazing cook
5: we miss Margaret but she did so much to bring that lifestyle side to it and and that the idea of wine being part of the gracious way of life she brought the art exhibitions to the winery yes. she brought the music concerts to the winery
2: and just and stayed. the incredible cooking classes I attended Fantastic. one with uh, Julia Child for a weekend fantastic at the winery it and that amazing.
5: was pioneering back in those days it was. and, and uh, the, the original ones they brought chefs from france they it was did. almost before there were great chefs in america and then they started getting the great chefs of america there but this idea that our wine belonged with the great food of the world yeah
1: Mark, Knapp is such a famous place. I often think people are afraid to go there now. They, they shouldn't be afraid to go and visit. It, it's a, Mondavi is a great place to visit. Tell people what how that can happen or what, what happens when you go there. Or how should they get a visit there?
5: It's in the DNA, as I say, of Rob Mondavi Winery. Because when Bob built the winery, he knew we had to make world-class wines. And so one side of that iconic arch and tower was for making great wine. And the other side of the arch was a visitor reception area, which mm-hmm. was... Unth- unheard of in, in those days. And he really started the idea of come to Napa so that we can tell you what we're doing. And it was partly sharing what we're doing in the vineyard and the winery, partly how to use wine in your life. And so it's very much a thing we have... I, proud to say I think we still have the reputation for one of the best public tours very educational you can sign up online you can call and often especially if it's not too busy you can just show up and I think the tours go every 15 minutes or so and it's uh,
1: and you have private like other tours too at different levels to, to suit anybody's interest or their curiosity about wine they have
5: yeah. really fun experiences. It's something we do with looking in the garden and you start yeah. with the chef out in the in our garden picking the vegetables for dinner.
1: Yeah, You don't have an American accent uh, but you uh, have fallen in love with Napa. You're like Absolutely. a hiker. I know you go
5: out on the trails. It's, yes. it's, it's fun living there. Oh, it's beautiful living there. Yeah. I'm, I'm from England originally, obviously, but Fell in love with Napa Valley. Fell in love with the wines and Miss Mundavi's vision. But yeah. it's a beautiful. I love hiking in the hills and mountain biking in the hills. It's a great place.
1: Our, our guest is Mark Devere. Uh, go ahead, Casey.
2: You have a Masters of Wine, yeah. in M.W. Yes. And what year did you did you get that? When you were in London?
5: No, I. Sat the exam. I, I first sat the exam when I was working in Australia, in fact, and I passed half the exam. And they're kind enough to give you another shot or two, and uh, just sitting the other part. So I, I was already in California when I passed the second part in 1997. I became an MW. And
1: not many people are MWs, like even to this day. Not many. No, there's, there's uh, more
2: astronauts
5: it's under under 400 still. <laughs> there's the more astronauts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: is it more difficult today? Do you think to get an MW? I think
5: the exam, it keeps very good, steady standards. The only thing that would make it more difficult is the wine world is slightly more complex. Yeah, But in some ways, I think in the past, it it, it was always because the Institute of Masters of Wine is not really an education organization, but it's the exam that sets the standard to aspire to. And that's Mm -hmm. what inspired me to want to do it is the challenge and i think they've kept the bar pretty stable relative to the world of wine
1: you're uh, you've been there a long time can you not set up some sort of honorable degrees uh, honorable mw's for you know old guys like me <laughs> 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 mark uh it's so great to uh spend some time with you you're here at the booth so you have other wines you're pouring we and do are you pouring the reserve at the booth as well
5: only for the trade. Only session. for the trade, yeah. and, and for yeah. the public sessions, you have we another. Have a, we have our maestro, which is a beautiful red blend that's uh, a, a mix of stag's leap and oakville fruit, and a little bit from Oak Knoll. It's a cabernet malo cabernet franc blend.
1: Okay, yeah. So people should come by, say hello, and come on and by. Taste Would the Love wine. to see you. Yeah. yeah. Are you here for a while?
5: Are you going to enjoy the city. Here till Sunday. I love Vancouver. Nice. Yeah. Nice place to eat. Oh, fantastic. Relax. Yeah, yeah. So great to see you. Really good to be uh, here.
1: Say hello to everybody down at Mondavi. We can't I wait will. to get back down there.
5: I will. Fantastic. Ma- Mark Devere kicks off
1: our uh, show today. He's a master of wine. And, of course, uh, he's the man at Robert Mandavi He could give you a tour down there if you uh, said you were a Canadian and you listened to the show. He'd probably come out and say hello at least <laughs> and show you the gardens. Uh, you're listening to... Uh, the uh, uh, live today from the Vancouver International Wine Festival. I've forgotten where we were, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised.
2: You've had a busy week. Uh,
1: we have a lot of people coming up on the show today, and uh, Stu's walking away from me now because I might have missed my mark. But uh, we're live from the uh, studio. We're right beside the uh, the Great Tower of Paris, we are the Eiffel the Tower. Eiffel Tower. Come, drop by and see us uh, if you're in the neighborhood. Otherwise, stick around. Plenty more coming up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network.
0: BC Food & Wine Radio's meeting place for the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival is the Westin Bayshore Vancouver. Visit them at westinbayshore.com.
4: Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodusole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clos wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at closdesoleil.ca. In
3: 1888, Isadora Boucherie settled in West Bank and soon after became renowned for his pedigree cattle. Legend has it, after treating Colonna's father Pandozzi to an epic steak and a bottle of Blau-Frank quiche, he exclaimed, this has been the greatest meal this valley's ever seen. Well, Aren't you the modest butcher, the good father shot back? The name stuck. Now we celebrate the sacred Okanagan institution of dining with reckless abandon, The Modest Butcher, opening soon at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery.
4: Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake, one stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends farm-to-table south okanagan cuisine dining and whining laughing and celebrating deep in wine country <laughs> connect today weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com
0: and now from the 2020 vancouver international wine festival anthony gismondi and casey wilson this is bc food and wine radio now here's anthony and casey
1: Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: We're live from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival, uh, year 42, and we're uh, very happy to be joined with by Sarah Triggs. Sarah, of course, is the uh, Sales and Marketing Director at Colmana Estate Winery. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank welcome you. Welcome back much. to Vancouver. You get a few days off in the big city.
6: <laughs> off? Maybe not yeah, off.
1: Yeah, Not off uh, exactly. Oh, I see. <laughs> a few days on. Busy. That's right. Yeah, G- uh, great to see you. Things are going well. Uh, they are. You're all sort of, you, you brought a wine, we're going to get to that shortly, but it's it's that time of year, I guess, uh, the winery sort of reopening, reawakening for, for the public. And
6: That's it. We do a lot of, you know, in our, quote, downtime, we do yeah. a lot of planning and squirreling away all of our efforts to yeah. make sure uh, we can open uh, with gusto and offer lots of exciting things for our guests yeah. and customers. And, and
2: when, when do you open?
6: Uh, For the first time, we're actually opening uh, earlier. So, in fact, we are opening on weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Mm. as of this last Valentine's Day up until easter
1: another another factor of global warming <laughs> <laughs>
6: you yeah, have more shoulder season visits i guess yeah
1: more people coming out early That's uh, it. well you we should tell people where common is in case they don't know
6: yeah well we are in the south okanagan just south of the town of oliver um on the west side of the valley yeah. raised up off the valley floor in that little beautiful corridor called the golden mile, mile bench. bench yeah that's right
1: fantastic yeah uh so uh, today we're going to talk. Let's talk about the wine now, okay? So we, don't, we won't run out of time. Uh, Hypothesis is one of the flag- is a flagship wine from it the winery, uh, and it's a Bordeaux blend, which mean uh, can we say that? We don't say that anymore, maybe.
6: Yeah, we, we tend to call it a Bordeaux style.
1: Bordeaux style, okay. Yeah, is yeah.
6: how we sort of squeak that in there. Um, perhaps just in terms of. Our inspiration, our original inspiration, and of course the, you know, the home of these varieties that we're that we're messing with. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> here and how in popular the South is a, Borde- a Bordeaux style wine?
6: Well certainly uh, um, the varieties are very popular down in our part of the Okanagan, Merlot being of course very widely planted. Cabernet Sauvignon of course being a little less so, and in fact that was really part of the impetus for our project and for Hypothesis in general, was to be able to find a site that would have the capability of ripening specifically Cabernet Sauvignon year over year, not just maybe three out of five mm-hmm. years. Yes. Yeah
1: because well uh, because it has great bones that's <laughs> and right even though it's difficult to ripen uh, it brings so much to the blend but i love this year the 2015 which was i guess we could say the warmest year in uh, some time in british columbia
6: certainly uh,
1: this current release that's coming out and it's led by cabernet franc which is fantastic
6: that's right yeah it's it's are you,
1: sorry are you a franc fan or uh,
6: we are you know what I I absolutely love Cab Franc, and it's been always really special tasting these single varietals uh, in their different lots on the property. Um, We've had a couple winemakers who have said uh, they've been more excited by the Cab Franc than they have on any other project they've worked on. Mm. So that's always given us a good amount of, uh, of gusto for the... For the wine, but hypothesis is really, if you will, a snapshot of what we feel like our particular estate or vineyard represents in that particular year. Yeah. So if Cab Frong's out at the front, well, that that's really just indicative of mm. what, what would end up landing in the blend of the quality mm. that would be required.
1: But, and which I think is the genius of, of the Bordelais, because when people think about Bordeaux blends, they sort of think about the varieties, but the, the Bordelais were smarter than that. They said, you know, some years the Merlot's better than the Cab, and the Cab's better than the Cab Franc, and maybe some Petit Verdot. So they were always, uh, they were smart. They they gave themselves a lot of options.
2: So they yeah. could make adjustments yeah. with using different, right. adjust, different wines. Yeah,
1: adjust to the vintage, the weather, exactly. the climate, and uh, so I think that's a a, a key thing, and in BC, especially in the South Okanagan, uh, you have the privilege to grow various, so many of those varieties. So I think it's good. Yeah. But yours, wine is so fresh. <laughs> you have great acidity which i think you know we're all we're all looking for these days
6: I think that you know especially in the goldmel bench where we're getting that morning sun mm-hmm. you know we're not getting quite that baking afternoon sun it's right. really we're seeing that consistently over and over in our vintages
1: and you get sort of the late day shadow that's right so yeah it's, that's that's an excellent point
6: yeah and, and and the other interesting part about I think with hypothesis and the blends is the fact that our our vines are still quite quite young in a sense you know the we originally planted in 2009 yeah so the way the vineyard is maturing is in leaps and fits and starts if you will yeah um so different varieties in each vintage year will involve uh, quite a different picture yeah in, until it's going to reach maturity so mm, it I like makes it really fun
2: yeah sarah what can we expect uh, at a visit if we check out Kalmana while we're up in the Okanagan.
6: Yeah, well of course uh, for for customers or guests that would just like to rock up, um, we offer seated experiences at Kalmana called our reserve tastings where we will showcase a flight of five or six wines, mm-hmm. mix of red and white, what happens to be seasonally available if you will. If you uh, uh that's already quite an in-depth pro- uh experience where yep. we talk a little bit about the history and how the project was developed. It's about an hour in and out, you know, done and dusted, parked and you know on your way. Yes. If you will, but we do offer even more in-depth experiences by appointment. Um those appointments can even be made on the day of you know calling from the car on your way up the hill half the time sure but that would involve maybe a, a, re- a request for a red flight only or uh, a full portfolio tasting yeah. which what about a
1: chance to see the vineyards or? exactly and no. also
6: a vineyard and winery tour which is about an hour and a half and and requires even more time because
1: you kid. we would say that you have if not the highest one of the top two or three highest vineyards in in the valley
6: yeah yeah we haven't been trying to you know win any awards for the height but it certainly is yeah. definitely uh up uh, there up there exactly right and yeah. that's of course not pouring that today but our our white portfolio that we've become known for grunevelt leaner riesling chardonnay of course grown up top there
2: mm-hmm. and there's yeah. been a lot of 90 plus scores on culmina wines
6: yeah we're, we're feeling very privileged to to get some great feedback from um both our customers and people working in the industry in terms Mm-hmm. And of course, that just buoys us to be able to continue doing what we do, yeah. and sharing our wines uh, to continue to get that feedback and go forward.
1: I'm loving this wine. You're big on food too. You do a lot of food work at <laughs> Comina, and a lot of uh, a lot of messing around in the kitchen and to, to match. Uh, and you brought. It's kind of an interesting match for this this tapenade. I, that, that intrigues me. It, I know. It I reminds me the of the thing. the Cabernet Franc almost right out of the gate. Totally
6: yeah um, you know food pa- food pairings for us the process is as much agonizing as it is salivating we realize we can't do it before lunch yeah. or right at the end of the day but nonetheless, it's a really it's a great way to get the team entirely involved together. Um, you know, lots of us with both wine and culinary experience on the on the team. Yeah. And and a lot of these, you know, it's creative and intuitive, and you know, we're we're just throwing them out there for mm. people to try, and we'd love to get people's feedback on any. Of our well, hearings.
2: I can't wait to try sausage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, the 2015 Common Hypothesis. So, this wine now is uh, online, or how, how would you explain how people can get this wine?
6: Yeah, b- essentially, this uh, is uh, an, a preview that we're showcasing here at the festival. Yep. So, if you want to buy it right now, um, Buy the bottle, the only place to do that is in the on site store with our uh, partners. At the Wine Festival. The BC Liquor Store, exactly. Right. Um, we are also selling it to our online customers at the winery, en primeur, or a future release, if you will. If yeah. you'd like to buy it, buy the case. It's possible for the month of March. Okay. T- and yeah. if you
2: join the fellowship club, you've probably got even the better chance of getting the wines you want.
6: That's right. Of yeah. course, some of our small lots, like the Geneveen that we'll be pouring uh, this afternoon for the trade, that's, of course, a, a club uh, wine as well That that's available.
1: Uh, we have to go, but you look awfully relaxed. <laughs> Now, I know that your your mom and dad have stepped down, they've retired, and you look very relaxed. I'm doing Are, they, are they doing well? That's my question there. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing fine.
6: They're doing great. Yeah. Yeah, they're, you know, I think uh, the real work of retirement will happen now that things are slowing down, yeah. if you will, in that so transition, good. but they're doing very well.
1: Well, thanks for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to try the wine and to say hello again.
6: Yeah, thanks for see having me. See you up me. in the Okanagan. Thank you. Always great to see you both.
1: Sarah Triggs, uh, she's the director of sales and marketing at Colmana uh, Family Estate Winery on the Golden Mile Bench. You're listening to a special edition of the best, uh, the best food and wine show on radio <laughs> called the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Guzmonde. I'm
2: Casey Wilson. We'll be right
0: back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at On Foods. The B.C. wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion.
3: Save-On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of B.C. VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save-On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine.
7: Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. Join us this season for the ultimate Naramata experience. Delight your senses as you sit back and savor our locally inspired food and wine. Handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata-grown grapes, terroir-to-table cuisine, and striking views of Okanagan Lake and its surrounding vineyards. It's all right here at Hillside Winery and Bistro.
4: Don't miss their grand reopening the weekend of March 20th. Find out more details at hillsidewinery.ca. GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points.
0: With their easy to use search engine of over 30,000 plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points and more.
4: Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label.
0: Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories and videos.
4: If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com.
0: Follow on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Giz. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: We are live today at the 42nd Annual Vancouver National Wine Festival uh, in the uh, French section. France is the uh, theme this year, Casey, with, what, 26 wineries?
2: Yes, and there's a an Nightfall Tower here, too. Yeah,
1: right beside us. But our next guest is just from up in the Okanagan, uh, but with he has a strong French connection, too, but we'll get to that. First time we've had him on the show, Santiago Silly. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Phantom Creek Estates.
8: Welcome to the show, Uh, Hi, Tony. Yeah, great to have you in Vancouver for a few minutes. Well, thank you. My first uh, Vancouver International Wine Festival. Yeah. It's very exciting to be here.
1: Yeah, and uh, you're busy opening a big winery in the Okanagan. uh, How big a job is
8: that? Well, it's been a lot of preparation uh, since 2016 when we started building the winery and we're finally ready to open our doors starting in May.
1: Yeah, everybody asks me, when is Phantom Creek going to open? So uh, it's going to open in May to the
8: public. Yeah, May 1st we're opening to the public. Um, mm. We did a limited opening in September last year. And now the main part of our hospitality building is ready, yeah. uh, as well as our restaurant and uh, the amphitheater. Wow.
2: It looks fabulous just driving by. It's incredible winery.
8: Yeah, it's a beautiful building, uh, a lot of... Uh, Effort went into uh, making it happen, but most importantly, uh, is the team that we've put together to really deliver the service and hospitality that we want to yeah. provide to our guests. You have quite a long history. You worked
1: uh, for Jess Jackson for a number of years, you worked for uh, uh, is Alejandro? Alejandro, Bo- yeah. yeah uh, in Napa Valley, yep. in Sonoma, in, uh, and in Argentina, too? Uh, I haven't worked
8: in wine in Argentina, but in, I, I worked in Chile. Yeah, in yeah. Chile. Sorry, yep. Yeah, yep. I, I always <laughs> fix it up.
2: Whereabouts where <laughs> are you from?
8: Um, I'm from Argentina, originally. From yeah. Argentina. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: how did you end up with Mr. Bai? How did you get to BC? Why would you want to come uh, well, to a place
8: like the Okanagan? I, I got a call, yeah. and um, I was a little bit skeptical at first, very honestly, and... and uh, I came here, I met with uh, Mr. Bai, I uh, met the team, visited the vineyards, uh, really understood his vision and saw what he was building Mm -hmm. and tasted the wines and everything made perfect sense. Actually, one of the wines we're going to be tasting here today uh, is really a wine that convinced me about the, not just the potential, but really the present of uh, the Southern Okanagan. Mm It would uh,
2: convince me, too. It's a beautiful wine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to taste this wine in just a minute. So you've come to Phantom Creek. You, you've you gone through the opening. You have uh, a new winemaker, relatively new. He's been there for maybe half a year now. Yeah, Francis Hutt Hutt, has been uh, yeah. with
8: us since uh, May last year. He's from New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. Yeah.
1: Also, yeah. you got a couple of big dog consultants that uh, you don't talk a lot about, but they're big names, Olivier Humbrecht, and uh, today we hear Philippe Melka as well. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Working uh, with Francis or around him? Are they all, I don't know, Did do they all dance around the room? And
8: uh, no, I mean, everything, everyone brings something to the team. I mean, yeah. that's how we work. And, um, you know, like, let's take Oliver, for example. I mean, he his family has been uh, wine growing in, in the Alsace region since the 1600s. So, yeah. clearly, <laughs> clearly, there's uh, not much myself or anyone can do to try to replicate that no. experience and uh, bring it to bear. So... Uh, but he's
1: already uh, been involved in quite a good Pinot Gris that you're releasing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
8: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the two wines that we have here today is a uh, 16 cuvee from the Becker Vineyard and and the 17 Pinot Gris. So,
1: so how, how would if someone says to to me or what is Phantom Creek about? What kind of winery is it? You, you've got a number of different wines. How would you describe what you're what you're making there? And
8: yeah, our emphasis is on uh, Bordeaux reds. Yeah, uh, from single uh, vineyards. Yeah and uh, Alsace Whites, Pinot Gris and Riesling. And you have now, f- is it four estates, uh, four separate vineyards? We, or? we have six different six. estate vineyards. Okay, uh, They're located in four different areas. Yeah, right. So the Black Sage Bench, uh, the Upper Terrace and the Lower Terrace, mm-hmm. as well as the Golden Mile Bench mm-hmm. and the Similkameen Valley.
1: And the Similkameen,
8: yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit of uh, you know, the past, the present, and the future. The Black Sage Bench, obviously, with all the history on the Becker Vineyard, and the Phantom Creek Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cobo Vineyard on the on the Black Sage Bench is more really the present, mm-hmm. uh, a, a vineyard with great uh, present and potential. And Similkameen Valley is the future, the way we see it.
1: It's I think it's pretty cool though for a guy like you when you come to a project yeah. like this, cause you have an incredible Syrah. Yeah. Uh, you're making a Bordeaux blend. You've got a Pinot Gris, maybe Alsace style, we don't know. Maybe just Similkameen style, but you're making a lot of different wines in a small region. Uh, which is interesting, I think, for some people that yeah, didn't yeah. get to do that and sometimes are constrained in other regions around the world.
8: We're, we are uh, planted to 17 different varieties. Um, so let me get that right, 12 different varieties. And, um, yeah, uh, some of them, of course, uh, we concentrate on Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Franc, Merlot. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of quality, the Syrah does really, really well. Uh, and uh, it's really site-dependent. Mm. You know, every site uh, has a different strength, and, of course, since we're organized ar- around single vineyards, we're trying to uh, make the best wines based on the best variety for that yeah, particular vineyard. It. And Santiago, yeah.
2: what has impressed you about the Okanagan? And Is there a wine that surprised you when you tasted it that you did just didn't expect at the level?
8: Well, first of all, I think it's the, the energy, of, uh, because
2: uh, because it's a young area,
8: yeah. The energy of a relatively young wine-growing region where yes. you have room to explore. I mean, there's really not a, not a lot of a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting terroir. I mean, we just see on our different vineyards, every single one of them is very different from each other. Uh, different soil types from the ones I'm used to working in other places in the world. Um, uh I call it farming on the on the fringe I mean the the, the, oh, the, the climate the climate here can be tricky yeah so you really need to be yeah. at the top of your game to be able to produce uh, high quality wines uh, in an area where mother nature throws at you a lot yeah, of surprises lot of, yeah yeah
1: our guest is uh, Santiago Sili. he's the uh, chief executive officer at uh, Phantom Creek. Estates winery. Uh, you are set to open in May. You have a, a, a restaurant. You have an incredible visitor facility, uh, artwork. Uh, 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 Mr. Baez bought a lot of art. It's going to be quite a place to visit. Why don't you tell our listeners a bit about the sort of things that they'll be able to do there?
8: Yeah, when you come to estate, what you can expect to see is uh, you know, we have a two-level hospitality center where we're going to be conducting our uh tours and tastings mm-hmm. from the more casual and fast, you know, uh, tasting at the tasting bar yep. to the more uh, involved uh, 90 minute tours and tastings of the winery where you go through the vineyards, the art and uh, tasting the wines at the end. Yeah, um, We also have a restaurant, we're still finalizing the concept uh, for the restaurant that will soon to be uh, announced. Uh, as well as an amphitheater where we're looking to do some concert series during the summer. You have a big amphitheater
1: there. That's going to be fun out there.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and uh, so I think for us it's, it's really more than a winery. We want to be a destination, whether it's food or wine or music that uh, brings you to the southern Okanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want uh, Phantom Creek to be a place where people enjoy themselves and stimulate their senses.
2: And when will Phantom Creek open to the public?
8: Uh, May 1st. May 1st is here.
2: Oh, everybody should write that down and yeah. head up to that opening. That'll be
8: spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I
1: I just can't. I mean, I, it's hard to describe how much work has been done there. And uh, even though it's a new winery, it's kind of historic because that was one of the early sites that Harry McWaters planted. He was the guy who sort of took the chance on the red varieties down there. Uh, but I think from my point of view, the, having tasted all the wines from Phantom Creek, over the last couple of years, I'm just knocked out by the by the start level, the the quality of the start level of these wines. It's amazing, and you know, for people in the wine business, we always think, you know, the the French would say, well, it takes a decade to understand the site and all the rest of it. But you guys have done a lot of uh, hard work early on, so it looks uh, it looks very promising from from the get-go. Uh, if people want to buy these wines now, how can they do it? Uh, directly from the winery, yeah, yeah. either on from the winery or uh, online online. Yeah. Yeah. Or online yeah yeah best way to go uh phantom creek estates uh opening in may uh, santiago great to catch up with you now uh i i, I don't know what you're going to do are you going to get a chance to go around the room maybe and uh, Ho- hopefully so see hopefully, yeah. some of the you actually don't know everybody yet in bc do you no you're, no you're just, this is
8: my uh, chance to make the rounds
1: yeah and say a lot of people introduce yourself well a lot of people know who you are yeah. so that'll make it easier okay uh, well, thanks for joining us. We're going to definitely keep uh, up to date on you and your opening and uh, how it all rolls out at Phantom Creek. Perfect. Santiago Silly. Uh, he's the CEO of Phantom Creek Estate, slated open in May uh, 2020. Uh, we can't wait. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we're not going far. We're live from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. It's uh, year 42. It's the 2020 Festival. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: And you're listening to the
0: BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Culmina Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join
3: the 2019 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Kalmana's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Culmina Wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Kalmana's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit culmina.ca. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science.
4: Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Asoyuz. Wake up to stunning views from your condo, suite, or villa. Enjoy modern vineyard cuisine inspired by Indigenous history and culture at the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry. Tour and taste at award-winning ink meep cellars, or just relax and rejuvenate at their on-site spa. Spirit Ridge, an experience like none other, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Check online for spring break packages. Visit spiritridge.ca.
0: And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, We're live today on the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. Uh, France is a theme. There's a lot of people here already uh, tasting wine, talking, and I think the thing that we'll be most talking about this week is terroir.
7: Yes, Because the French love to
1: talk about terroir. Our next guest has a really nice piece of terroir at Black Sage Vineyard. And uh, he's joined us to to uh, talk about that and his wine. We've got Jason James with us, and he's the winemaker at uh, Black Sage uh, Vineyards. Jason,
7: welcome back to the show. Uh oh, great to be here again. Yeah. You know, another year with France being the yeah, it's kind of, know, of fun special country. It's just amazing. Are you going to sneak out into the French section? Oh and yeah, try yeah, some wines yeah. and it's, uh, get my elbows in there and yeah. find a space and definitely try. So some.
2: it's even fun for winemakers to come to the wine festival in vancouver just for that reason
7: oh definitely you know it's just so many great wines and not only even france but you know argentinian australian yes. yeah or even some totally. of the okanagan ones that i don't get out to see, see all the regularly time. yeah yeah. So. yeah
2: and what makes the black sage so special
7: uh it, it, it's just again you were talking about terroir and it's uh, sort of the, the the ground the the cl- microclimate the sand, it's all those sort of, the the amount of precipitation, the aspect, it's all those that sort of combine together, and just that little bit of magic that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, translates into the wine.
1: Well, and then there's you too, you get involved in it, so uh, that's good, because the French talk a bit about the, you know, the man factor too, or the woman factor, uh, working with the wine, which sometimes is hard for people to grasp, but really it's like it's a... It's like living in a house, you know? Everybody in there is is contributing or not contributing or, you know, they're a part of it.
7: Oh, exactly. You know, there's, uh, you know, people call me the winemaker, which is correct, but there's a lot of people putting their, you know, their hands on on the wine, Mm -hmm. you know, from the viticulture team who, you know, start from pruning to picking to... Oh, those poor
1: guys. They're always complaining (laughs) out there. Yeah, yeah. Don't get the
7: recognition they deserve, so it's... uh,
1: yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things we noticed. Black Sage Vineyard, oh, we have a new package and I'm loving it. Uh, you've you put a bit of white on that label for us old guys. I can see it now. <laughs> I love it. I can read it, uh, but it looks sharp.
7: Yeah, it really pops. Uh, Jody Levesque, the marketing manager for Black Sage, just tweaked it a bit from that sort of creaminess, which yeah. was great in its own right uh but with the, the the new white background it just even grabs oh, you more
1: it. we're gonna stick that up on our site so people can have a look at it so you brought along a 2017 cabernet franc let's start with 2017 15 was a really warm year 16 was a year almost uh, i was in love with i don't know if you were but what about 17 we don't you know too much about that yet
7: yeah 17 you know like you said you're coming off 15 16 which were great years for different reasons 17s yeah you know the weather sort of disappointed us in the fall a bit uh but the wine started to show better in the tank it Mm -hmm. was one of those vineyards or sorry vintages that you bring in the grapes and you're not exactly sure how they're going to pan out and Mm. they're just turning out stellar it's it's amazing
1: we were talking earlier with mark devere in california about cabernet sauvignon what can you tell us about cabernet franc what 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 is the difference between those two
7: well it's a little uh it's uh, from the parentage they say Sauvignon Blanc and Cabernet Franc were the the parentage of Cabernet Sauvignon Uh, but in terms of its you know fruitness sort of a dark fruit plum Uh, the tannin profile a little bit more edgy Uh, it's great for ripening in the Okanagan Valley doesn't take as long to get rid of the pyrazines as Cabernet Sauvignon does and the Okanagan Valley even though we get you know those big temperatures in the summer we still have a fairly short window in terms of getting things right. Yeah. You know, it's
2: uh, It sounds very stressful trying to figure out when you have to make these commitments in a vineyard. How do, how do you deal with that? Like when do you start to get stressed?
7: Uh, it's not a matter of stress, really. It's just going out there and tasting. Yes. And, you know, again, the vineyard crew, you know, talking to them, getting their impressions because they know the grapes really well. And, you know, going out, tasting, seeing how the flavors develop, you know, how the sugar is, you know, is it really high? Are the tannins starting to soften up? It's, it's just looking at the whole picture and seeing where you stand. Mm. This one is
1: delicious. I just, did you try it? Okay, uh, I'm going you know, for it. You know, it has this, uh, you know, I sometimes, you know when you have a favorite sweater, Casey, that you just love? And then, then you get a, uh, a cashmere sweater. This is, this is like a cashmere sweater uh, when you taste it but what I love most about it although it's intense it's red fruit
7: eh?
1: yeah it's not it's a lot of black fruit like it's not hot it's really a, a, a delicious uh, combination of flavors there in the mouth. Great texture
7: yeah I was sort of with Cabernet Franc I was sort of liking it to Sangiovese where it has that nice bright yeah. red fruit. It's usually got good acid, you know, great for, you know, food-friendly type of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can certainly, you know, stick it in a cellar and let it age for, you know, with some of the black sages I've been seeing, you know, five, six years Usually, yeah. It's it's pretty amazing what it can do.
1: You uh, you started out in Ontario. You went to school at Brock, I yes. believe. Yes. Uh, so are you a converted British Columbian wine grower well,
7: now? I've or? actually been out here now for uh, 15 years, yeah. so I'm pretty much, I think I'm, one of the accepted into the cult now. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right And it's
2: 10 years that Black Sage has been around. Well,
7: it's been uh, around a lot longer than that. It's probably in the, you know, 25, 30 years. But uh, in terms of the vineyard site, yeah, Yeah. Black Sage has always been a part of Sumac Ridge. But it was in 2010 where we we took the brand and separated it and sort of just let it, you Mm -hmm. know, express its own sort of flavors. And its own own brand. So, so, what's
1: going on in the vineyard at the moment? Is it? Uh, uh, are you? Do you need to replant it? Is it healthy? How does it?
7: Uh, right now, the vineyards are, are looking okay. Uh, you know, for the uh, Okanagan, we didn't get a hard winter. Yeah. We didn't didn't see you know really cold temperatures, so uh, no vine death right now. Hopefully, no early. You know, hopefully it doesn't get too warm yeah. where you you know. Can you explain why?
1: Can you explain why everybody's worried about uh, early? you know, bud burst, because most people think, well, if it's early, then you'll have so much time to ripen it, but it's it's not, it doesn't work out that way. No,
7: no, you're just uh, opening yourself to possibilities of a, of a frost, you know, the buds come out, they think it's time to get going, and yeah. then the frost comes down, and it just sort of yeah, slaps them. so they're
1: so tender at that point, they exactly. can't take that whack of the frost. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's,
7: you know, you, you like to s- see it stay cold until, you know, mid-March, late-March, and then the Okanagan, you should be all right with, for in terms of frost.
2: Mm-hmm. Jason, what's next
7: for Black Sage? Well, we're just you know, it, it's a brand that started out you know with the three main Bordeaux varietals: Cab Franc, Cab Sauve, Merlot. And we started out at you know maybe 1, cases, uh, a thousand cases a piece. So, but the brand's grown just leaps and bounds, and we were able to keep in the consistency, and the brand keeps growing and growing, and it, it's just been phenomenal you know i've been there since you know i sort of was i took over black sage when they separated the brand so i've been there sort of from day one so it, it, it's been amazing you know even though i make the wine it's just been it just floors me to see this this the brand growth. take off yeah.
1: yeah uh but it's it's difficult now to find vineyard land in, in the okanagan
7: yeah it, it's difficult but uh you know with our viticulture team and you know with the backing of our That, you know, it's certainly a a prize brand for them, so they'll certainly make sure Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's able to keep growing.
1: I should ask, is it 100%? Cabernet Franc, or do you uh, there might be one or two
7: percent Merlot, yeah. and it just it just gives a little bit of juiciness to the. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's for the most part it's total expression of Cabernet. And Franc.
1: Uh, and those twenty uh, the the twenty nineteen, I'm just jumping ahead a bit that are now sitting in in uh, the tanks or in the barrels. How, mm-hmm. how's that going?
7: Uh, it, it's interesting. I've tasted them quite a bit, and they're going to be their own distinct wine. Uh, not quite as big you know, in terms of alcohol or, or phenolics, but I think they're going to turn out okay. Uh, 19 was certainly a challenging year, as you know, but mm-hmm. I think the wine's going to be great. It's just going to be a different sort of version, if I could yeah. say. Uh, yeah, Pretty
1: exciting up there. I mean, we we're just talking to Phantom Creek. They're opening a $100 million winery. There's a lot of activity, uh, and particularly now in the South Okanagan, uh restaurants going up and more and more activity there it's kind of fun to be in the business right now i think
7: yeah you know when i got out here you know it was maybe 50 wineries in the okanagan and, and people i talked to people saying i remember there was maybe five yeah. and now I. Can you passed I remember, one car yeah, on on the way yeah. to the south
1: okanagan in the morning and yeah
7: and it's just amazing even here today you look at the lineup of the different wineries here you know from Stock to calmina it's the, the growth in the in the quality of the wines in the valley is just amazing
1: mm-hmm. uh well we're sure it's going to continue for sure uh last question now what you can take this home and drink it what 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 would you uh, serve with that what do you think would you know be I'm, I'm just going to keep have. it
7: simple you know steaks uh uh-huh. You know, it doesn't have to be anything too fancy, just something simple. Yeah. You really just want the wine, you know, open it up a bit and just enjoy it. It, You know, a little bit of tomato sauce if you want, cheese. Yeah. You know. I don't want to get too pretentious with stuff. It's yep. enjoy it as it
1: is. And what about the lifespan of it? Do you think?
7: Oh, like I said before, you know, five or six years definitely. It's mm. uh, cab francs. You know, people don't think of cab franc as a ageable wine. Ageable. Yeah. Uh, but my experience with uh, black well, sage certainly, it's, yeah. it's easily ageable. Well, it's
1: so balanced. I would think it would it would just age effortlessly. Yeah,
7: yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just amazing.
1: Jason, so good to see you. I uh, hope you get time to get out all around the floor. And, oh, uh, definitely will. Check out those dudes from Bordeaux, see if they know anything.
7: Maybe drag them over to your booth to exactly. taste some
1: Cabernet Franc. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the French guys into the Canadian oh, booth to, to try some wine. So, uh, yeah, thanks for dropping by. Great uh, to see anytime. you. Anytime. Take care. Uh, Jason James, he's the winemaker at Black Sage Vineyard. We've been tasting the 2017 Cabernet Franc. Tastes like a cashmere Yes,
2: I love that,
1: Tony. Uh, You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson. We're live
1: from the Wine Festival floor. We're right beside the Eiffel Tower, folks. Uh, If you have a chance to come by and see us, please do. Uh, Plenty more coming up
0: on the show, so don't go away. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. BC Food and Wine Radio's meeting place for the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival is the Westin Bayshore Vancouver. Visit them at westinbayshore.com.